Welcome to a brand new episode of Beauty Unlocked. I'm your host, Carissa. You might be asking yourself, what's so different about this show? It's a show you've all been waiting for. We're going to be talking about porn, and we're going to do it with the daughter of Lilith. Enjoy the show. You guys, I'm here with a really special guest. I'm super, super excited. I'm here with the daughter of Lilith. Woo! Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you. Seriously, it's been <laughs> forever, forever. We've been talking about this for how long? For about, about like two months now. Yeah. But, and I kept on promising like my listeners. I was like, you guys, I have like some like surprises in store for you. And it's like been a while. <laughs> <laughs> It's time to deliver. They're used to my bullshit, so whatever. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so today, well, we decided to talk about something that used to be controversial, and now I find that it's kind of normal. I mean, there's no taboo in it. And we're going to be talking about porn. (laughs) Yeah. The good, the bad, and the dirty. I mean, that sounds like my life. (laughs) Well, well. How dare they steal your idea? Ah, what can I say? No, now we're just calm. Cool, <laughs> calm, and collected. Albeit a little bit sweaty because it's fucking hot. But anyway, so, porn, I wanted to ask you the first question I actually, before we get all into it and everything, how old were you when you first started watching or you first saw porn or anything porn related? That's such a good question. Um, to be honest with you, I didn't know what porn was really until maybe age 13. But I had watched, you know, those like Skinamax films at like PM where you know that they're doing something, but you don't know what they're doing. And you're very curious. Um, and I remember that it was Betty Blue. There was a movie called Betty Blue and I was 10 years old. And it actually, that's what prompted me to ask my parents what sex was. I was like, wait a minute, what is happening here? This is not something that we do normally. And then it progressed to obviously, you know, more intense stuff later on. How about you? Uh, uh, I'm actually trying to think. Um, I know I was in Mexico. I know that much. Just when what? I was living in Mexico. <laughs> it was, I, I think it must've been like, I was 13 or 14, maybe, maybe 13. Mm. I mean, obviously, throughout my childhood, when we used to watch, I don't know, those classic, like, James Bond movies, not that they would be, like, explicit porn, but you would see them in bed. And I remember my parents or my sisters saying to me, cover your eyes, so I would be there covering my eyes. Yeah, yeah. They would be doing, I mean, because that's the 60s. I mean, yeah, it was, like, the sexual revolution, but there wasn't anything overly you know whatever explicit in there so I think it was 
definitely at the age of, I definitely know what sex was, well, sex was at such a young age, you don't really, under, but you exactly get an idea of it. So I must have been 13, 14. But again, it wasn't like today's porn. No. I feel like the porn of the 90s, not that I'm like a connoisseur or anything, but I find that it's a bit different to, to, to today's like porn. Oh, well, good thing that we're talking because I am a connoisseur of pornography, um, which is why I was so excited to talk about this. Um, no, you're absolutely right. And it's just kind of like a, such an organic way to transition into what is pornography? Like, what do we understand about what pornography is? Because, you know, you say pornography and I can think of one thing um, and somebody else will think of magazines. You know, remember that obviously before we had films, we had dirty mags, you know what I mean? And I grew up with older brothers and they made sure to hide those magazines, but they didn't expect their little sister to know very well how to search their rooms. Quite the spy. <laughs> but I never, it was never a perspective of, oh my God, it's porn. What I was seeing were very beautiful women. You know what I mean? Like, that was it. I was just like, man, they've got really good breasts. Like, that's awesome. And it was just, they were so beautiful. And, you know, the makeup and the, you know, the modeling and all of that. But I, I never sexualized it. And that is exactly what pornography is. Pornography, according to Wikipedia, is the portrayal of sexual subject matter for the exclusive purpose of sexual arousal. Uh, and the Merriam-Webster Dictionary actually defines it, and I really like this definition, is a depiction of erotic behavior to cause sexual excitement. Mm, I prefer oh. that one. I definitely prefer that definition. Yeah. For sure. So it's interesting that you mentioned that the porn that we see today is definitely not the porn that you and I probably grew up in the early 90s um, witnessing, because it's definitely not at all. It's gotten a lot more violent and a lot more brutal, I think, it, to the point that it makes me uncomfortable. I find that it's also the porn that we do see today. It's, there's a lot of amateur porn. I feel like the porn, again, of the 90s, I can't really compare it to anything else like the 80s or 70s or whatever because it's not like I actually was, well, around in the 70s and I wasn't watching porn at that time. But I find <laughs> that there they were putting more money into it you would see it was a production production whereas now i feel like anyone can make a, a porno. porno i yeah. mean you just take your phone or whatever and there you go you shoot it and that's it so i feel like there's a lot of amateur porn i don't see that they they're spending a lot of i mean i don't know obviously like the amount that they are spending on a lot of these um, movies, these porn movies and everything, but I feel like the quality isn't there. And I feel like it was definitely more soft porn, soft porn. I mean, in, yeah. in, the, of, in the 90s, it wasn't, like you said, it wasn't violent. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of stuff out there that is, you just look at it and you're like, what the, what the fuck am I watching? But that's the thing. And that's such a good point because obviously we have to put it into context. We're watching it as two women um, with the lens of growing up in a very, I mean, I'm, I don't want to speak for you, but it was, it wasn't repressive, but sex was biological. You know what I mean? Like you hear the scientific part of it. That's it. The usual spiel is, 
you fall in love, you have sex. And if you want to, you have children. Like that is basically the order of this discussion of that you have with your parents. Um, I didn't have that discussion, by the way, but okay, yeah. <laughs> we didn't talk about sex in, my, in that house. Really? Yeah, I mean, I think it's also my mom like grew up in a, in a very Catholic household. Um, and so, again, the way that it was taught is you don't have sex until marriage. I mean, it was one of those things of it wasn't spoken about, so but it was just yeah. assumed that that's when you would have sex. And here we are. Before, I mean, I'm speaking about myself. Before marriage, definitely having. Oh yeah, why I, I got married years ago. So I mean, um, yeah, I, it's just something in the household we did not talk about. We did not talk about. To tell you the truth, there was like this kind of shame about talking about periods, talking about sex, talking about any kind of issues. Interesting, yeah. And as a teenager, I started getting out of that shell, and I started voicing more like I've got my period today nobody pissed me off like I was very compared mm -hmm. to how my sisters were raised kind of very I wouldn't say repressed but in a way yes yeah of course you know um and here I am loudmouth saying I have my period now of course I wasn't gonna waltz into a room and say I had sex today obviously not but you know like I I, I would say <laughs> I got my period today nobody pissed me off yeah you know, was, you know. I was being, I was a bit more open about things than my sisters and stuff, but I never had that conversation with my parents of sex. That, yeah, that's interesting because, you know, it's not that like I would sit down at the dinner table and start talking about it. Of course not. Um, and I knew something innately told me that these late Skinamax films were something that I shouldn't be watching. You know yeah. what I mean? But I found ways to do it. And the thing is, is that, more than anything, it wasn't like these definitions. It wasn't this arousal that I was looking for. It was the beauty. Like I have a thing with aesthetics. And yeah. I think that when you have very attractive people, you know, nude. And back then it wasn't this snuff stuff. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't this guy spitting at the girl's face and like punching her. Like, God, like it was just kind of. A moment and you know that it was a fleeting moment but it was enjoyable for both you know and they that like cheesy saxophone kenny g music in the background like, like, yeah, like general hospital shit but like x-rated yeah. um but that was it it wasn't like it was never arousal it was curiosity and yeah and curiosity, that, yeah and it was something that i've always I've always looked at porn with this like almost anthropological lens, like differentiate the time of watching porn for what re do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, people are like, don't you get aroused by it? And I'm like, Nope. And the, you know what I mean? There's a time and a place for everything. Yeah. So I'm just kind of like, if I'm there to get aroused that I'll watch it and get aroused. But otherwise my mind isn't in that headspace that I'm supposed to be getting sexually aroused, I can just see it in a very kind of... Yeah, and that actually got me into a lot of trouble. So, the, I mean, like the next thing after defining what pornography is, according to the experts, um, obviously I am a, I'm a language fanatic, like I love language. And apparently uh, the etymology of pornography is pornografos, which is like literally translates into the writings of the harlots. And I'm just like, 
the writings on the harlots. That's interesting. Um, and it's very curious. The guy from selling, you know, food outside, if you can hear them. That's, I can hear, yeah. It's the traditional noise of, you know, Mexican morning. Uh, it's a mythical morning here, guys. Lovely. That, those, it is. I do miss those kind of mornings. I don't know what the hell we hear here. Well, here it's completely different. So I don't know where we're here in the season of, oh, I forgot what they're called in English. But it's definitely not what, what we're hearing on your side, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. No, but like I was saying, it's just like it means the writing about the harlots or the writing about the prostitutes. So pornography has a very obscure beginning with prostitution. And I think that that's where the taboo begins. It's the fact that people have a really difficult time wrapping their heads around sex being work. I think that there's this refusal to see how women and maybe even some men have had to sell their bodies to survive. And, and that opens a whole other can of worms with pornography because then you have really dark, I and mean, we were gonna talk about it later, of course, but you know, the links to sex trafficking, racism, beauty, like, well, you're, if you're not, you know, if you're not fuckable, you're not marketable. Yeah. And that's my issue because I'm having 15, 16, 17 year olds watching this thinking, this is what sex needs to be like. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the issue. I think, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's weird, you know, and we're going to get into it also when, um, I recommended that liberated for, on Netflix yeah. for you to watch yeah. and stuff like that. We're going to get into it. You were able to watch it in one sitting. I had to watch it. I think it took me like four days to watch it because I got very uncomfortable, but it brought up memories, but we're going to, we're going to talk about it later. And it, I was just like, I'm guilty yeah. of this kind of behavior, you know, and looking back, I'm like, Oh, where did yeah. it come from? And that's exactly what, you know, and that's exactly it. I feel like because we've mishandled sex education, yeah, we've mishandled our behavior towards sex education. I was definitely like, in all honesty, in my twenties, in my early, early twenties, I was probably saying really inappropriate shit in very inappropriate forums that today I understand. I was like, fuck, somebody probably felt harassed by what I was saying because here I was, you know, a feminist 20 year old going, let's reclaim pornography guys. Let's watch pornography together and have some pizza as well. Like let's look at it from the comedic anthropology sort of like view, right? Without ever considering abuse, without ever considering religious beliefs without ever considering anything and the reason why I'm very candid about this first of all is because I deeply apologize for what I did when I was younger I was like I wish someone had stopped me pulled me aside and said it's great to be curious about these things but you need to know the time and place for it you know what I mean like there's there's a there's a moment for it like you just said and I think it all boils down to the inability of talking about sex. And so you now have feminism saying that pornography does serve a function. And then other branches of feminism saying, no, it doesn't at all. As a matter of fact, it has set us back horribly. Yeah. Where do you think you stand with that? Like if we had to talk about feminism and pornography, like where would you think you would fall in that? The thing is, I can see both sides. 
Mm. I see how each side is reasoning. I can, there's the dark, I feel like today there's a darker side to porn than there was. I'm always going to make reference of the past yeah. because I feel like porn took a completely different turn, especially once it became um, more accessible on, you know, on the computer. It wasn't like watching the late night, you know, um, on TV. Or video yeah. yeah. And, you know, once it became so accessible, I find that there was just more and more. I can see both sides. There is a darker side to porn today because of sex trafficking. Yes, because the porn that that's accessible today is a bit more violent or is violent. Um, I see, there is porn that is very degrading. And of course, you, I mean, kids who watch it today can't really pick and choose because they don't know what to search for. So they're just gonna fall onto something that we don't know yeah. what, what is the story, you know, and, and whatnot. Do I find it empowering to watch porn or to to even uh, be in porn? Okay, I'm not in porn or anything, but again, it depends on who's in the porn, who are the actors, you know, do the research. It's all the thing of researching because some yeah. might be forced into it. Again, the whole thing of that dark side, but others do it willingly, you know, and again, it's a very male-dominated it's a very male-dominated society, the porn industry. You see it from a male's perspective. So there is a lot of... That's where the I feel like the violence comes in, I you know, and whatnot. I think if there were more porn directors that were female, let's say, it would be yeah. different, you know? So I can see both sides of porn is not good and porn does not serve a purpose. And the thing of, no, it is empowering. It's just the thing of... I find like you got to do the research. You got to know what you're looking for. But that's the thing. If a, a 13, 14, 15 year old today goes onto the internet, they won't know what the hell they're looking at. They're going to probably come upon some pretty degrading well, stuff. Um, I, have, I have Pornhub open right now um, because I was like, let's see what they're advertising. So they have these links immediately. Like, I don't know if you've been there recently, but obviously they put, you know, um, what they recommend. Mm -hmm. And here are the, the, you know, sort of the words that I, that I mind. It's like my stepmom seduces me. There's a lot of that. that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's that. Um, bratty, uh, my princess stepsister, uh, real hot sex, 18 year old teenagers, mm -hmm. um, my 18 year old stepsister. So, you know, it's just that kind of language. There's a, there's an image here of lesbian porn. And I'm saying that in air quotes because it's, mm, yeah, it's so objectified and it's so one sided. I mean, a lot of people just think, well, I mean, that's a whole other discussion. But again, it's taken from a very male perspective of this is how women have sex. Yeah. And it's like. Yeah. Mm. And that's like, just I don't know where I fall in the spectrum. And I would be very interesting to see, you know, taking a poll in your, you know, podcast yeah. or in, even your page. Like, where do we fall in the spectrum? Like, does pornography serve a purpose? And that's. The thing, what is the purpose? Because a lot of arguments are, if you keep it in a concentrated, you know, group, that fantasy 
can be fulfilling for someone who might otherwise go out and hurt someone in real life. And I'm thinking, but it already happens. Like you already have this misogynist approach to relationships Mm -hmm. already. And Mm -hmm. I'm just going to say it right now. If you have any white listeners, white male listeners who are very, you know, sensitive about being singled out, you're not going to like what I have to say. I think that it is very white male centric and it is, especially when we get into race, it's you need to be exotic enough to please. Yep. But you know, whether it's, and by exotic, I mean, whether it's people like us who have tattoos and have piercings to, you know, be a little bit more racially questionable, like, Ooh, I wonder what they are. Um, it's also very dominant. Like if you see the the pornography that you see, it's the guy having sex yes. and the woman just taking it. Yes. Um, and I think it goes back to the point that you were saying of maybe if we had more female directors and don't get me wrong, I think that there is great porn out there. And I think that pornography has also changed in, you know, there's romantic porn. Yes. There is, you know, her porn yes. and, you know, all these things. But the majority of the market is barely legal. And you're just, according to, well, according to a recent study in like 2016, I believe, they said that the most clicked uh, porn has to do with the idea of minors or, ooh, she's just fresh. Well, that's that also takes us to... Um, what you call it? It takes us also to Hot Girls Wanted, um, produced by Rashida Jones, which yeah, basically it's it's that it's amateur porn, the amateur porn industry. But again, the demand and so they supply it is of those kind of teeny boppers, mm-hmm. you know, the the barely legal um, yeah. stuff, and you know, eighteen, nineteen year olds, and um, and brings up the question of in the darker webs the demand of uh, here we talk about 18, 19 year olds, but there is that side where there's going to be the pedophiles looking for extremely young children. And this is, this is the thing. And because there's a demand of it, there are people out there that supply it. And that's the, that's where there's the dark, the darker side of porn comes into, into play right there. You know, there are people that want to, and I actually have, and I'll look at a, a bit later, um, statistics, because I get off on statistical data. <laughs> I know, you told me that was like your turn on. It's, it's my porn, let me tell you. Like, anything that has to do with percentages, I'm like, oh, give me more. Like, um, <laughs> But the whole thing, like, even, like, going back to the titles that you, because I wrote some of them down, anything that has to do also with babysitters. You know, yeah, yeah. the my stepmother, my stepfather, my stepsister, my brother, this, that, walking in on me. And it's all, um, I mean, and also the teenagers, the, the barely legal stuff and whatnot. It's just like, I find that society, porn in itself, is not as taboo as it used to be. I find that things that used to be taboo, such as... Um, anything that has to do with family members, even if they're not like related by blood, it was very taboo. And I find that now 
with this like demand of, well, you know, let's let's get more porn out there of like, mm, you know, like the fantasy of my stepsister or my stepbrother or my stepmother, the hot stepmother, the hot stepfather. I don't know what the hell for me is a huge turnoff because I'm like, are, do people have an Oedipus complex somehow? What's happening here? Do you know what I mean? I'm like, what what is happening? Um, but then again, it's not the darker. I mean, I guess it's more acceptable than the extremely dark stuff of under 18. Do you know what I mean? Well, but that's my issue with pornography is I don't know if I am watching rape at any point. I don't know. I don't because we don't have language that tells us, you know, for example, when you watch BDSM pornography, my one of my biggest issues is that they never have a safe word. Mm. ever mm-hmm. like it's just abuse after abuse and the thing is is like there is a time and place for bdsm i think that anyone any kink is valid as long as it's consensual exactly. and that's yes yes and um there are moments where i have and again where i have watched pornography from not even from the erotic point of view but from like an academic yeah. perspective yeah. where i've been like I don't know if what I'm watching is rape or if what I'm watching is actually consensual. And when you're in doubt, I highly recommend everybody to click the fuck out yeah, of that exactly. video. Use that question of what the fuck am I watching? Yes. Leave. It's never good. Trust your instinct. Yes. Fuck off. Yeah. Because it's just not right. And that's my issue with like who is controlling this? Who is advocating for these girls? Who's advocating for these men? Because there is gay porn is getting, you know, this massive boom. Um, There's also issues with um, safe sex, like safer sex. Like, are they mandated to wear condoms? I think it depends on the state of where. It's the state, like in the states where, I mean, I think in Florida, it's, uh, you don't have, is it in Florida? That you don't have yeah, to wear the protection. California, yeah, yeah, California. Yeah, yeah, exactly. California, you have to. Florida, you don't. And that's where um, Hot Girls Wanted, you know, is is filmed is in Florida. And it's like, again, that whole thing of, again, you're watching it as a younger teen, let's say. We're putting ourselves in the, in, 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 in seeing it through the eyes of a teenager. And they'll be like, oh, so it's okay not to wear condoms. It's okay not to take precautions like that. And it's like... Uh, because I see, I seriously, the amount of porn that I've watched where there is no protection whatsoever, you know, um, it's actually, it's terrifying. It's terrifying because I, I, yeah. I, I can't even think of the last time I saw porn where there was any type of protection being used, you know, by, by the actors. And I'm thinking, oh, well, that's a bit, uh, that's, that's, that's a bit, uh, that's a bit scary right there, you know? I can't. I can really not think of well, a time actually in the last year where I've watched porn that an actor has used, or even the actress. Maybe she's using a femdom. I don't know. Um, but I have not seen it in the last year where a condom has been brought out. Which then, and we do see a rise in STIs already. Um, in the last ten years, there has been a rise in STIs. Again, I didn't even check the. I remember reading an article about it that there is a rise in STIs and STDs. And I'm thinking, is there a connection between the porn that people are watching and the sex they are actually having? 
that they are going out there thinking, oh, well, it's not going to happen to me. I'm not going to get X, Y, and Z kind of, you know, sexually transmitted disease or infection. And I'm like, oh, you got to. I think that's what people don't understand and what they don't realize. And this is my issue with, I mean, I have a few issues with pornography as an industry anyway. The way that they package sex is, it's a product. Like sex becomes a product rather than, you know, it's it's not starting as an act anymore. It's now a product. So this is what you need to do. This is the storyline. And the thing's like, there's not even a storyline anymore. The thing is that it's like kind of, the same script. I'm not going to call it a script, but you know, it's like, okay. And we're going to talk about the consent thing that you were talking about earlier. Yeah. But in the sense of if you actually click onto any porn hub, whatever it may be, it's the same thing. Man lays yeah. eye on, on woman or woman is caught by man doing, I don't know, uh, masturbating or something. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, getting undressed, um, blow job. And then it goes into, uh, penetration vaginal penetration then it goes into anal penetration and then it goes into you know there's nothing it's more like we like you said the it's more of the man getting pleasure from it there's no real woman getting pleasure out of anything if you do see a guy performing cunnilingus on a woman it's for like not even a minute in most of of the porns yeah but that is where my one of my biggest issues is I think there is a thing called sex work. Prostitution is a valid fucking job. I don't care what people say. It's a job. You should protect workers. You should make sure they have access to health care. You should make sure that they're screened. You should make sure that they feel safe going to the police, which is another fucking issue. That's another issue right there. Oh, that's something else you're going to talk about another time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a can of worms and whatever. Uh, but just fast forward, do I believe in defunding police? I guess uh, I uh, Absolutely, because... But anyway, that's not, the, <laughs> that's not the conversation for today. Yes. But my issue is, why can't we... I, I think that pornography would be far more satisfying, no pun intended, if I knew that the women and the men were protected. Yes. If I knew that there was a union of healthcare professionals catering to these people. Um, which leads me to the next thing, which is the racist fucking bias that there is in porn. And that really shocked me because everybody is all about the big black cock. Everybody's all about the Asian tightness. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing the phrases. I'm not saying this is not what I believe, guys. <laughs> like literally. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, yeah. The research and the articles that I have. Um, and there was a horrible Pornhub. And sorry, Pornhub, I'm not I'm not picking on you, but it's the fact that technically Pornhub, they have a whole thing of where they screen the porn beforehand. And now it's like some of the shit well, you see on their I'm like screened. Hold on, because I want them to explain to me then why there was one porn act between a white woman and a black man, and she repeatedly called him the N-word. And it was all about, basically, the storyline was, I can't believe that me, a pure white woman, is sleeping with an N-word. And um, that immediately 
made me sick. I was, and I obviously clicked out of that because I was like, what the fuck is this shit? And then he kept saying, yeah, you like being fucked by the N-word. You like be, and it was just this bombing of the N-word over and over again that I was like, this isn't porn anymore. This is hate speech in porn and you're glorifying it and you are, I'm not understanding the purpose. Was this. this porn by any chance sh- shot recently? Because when was the, did, did you know the date of, of said porn? I would say like, this sounds weird, but you know, can you remember? No, I would say anywhere between definitely post Trayvon Martin, definitely post all of that. So it must've been between 2017 to 2019, I would say. Um, I would look for it right now, but honestly, I don't even promote it. No, and I don't even want no, to. No, I'm just wondering because, again, it goes back to already interracial porn is relatively new, let's say. Um, yeah, because it's still kind of taboo. It is. It is kind of taboo. It's one of those things of, you know, uh, it is. It's very taboo. Um, I don't remember what I watched. I think it was, again, like um, one of the – because there's a second or third part to Hot Girls Wanted, and I think it was about the mm-hmm. porn industry, and after they finish from the porn industry, these actors, what do they do? But they also they also showed actors that are still within the industry, and one of them, he he wasn't even 30, year, 30 years old, a black man, and he was saying, um, there's a demand for the big black cock, you know, and um, – and interracial porn, he's like, I didn't grow up with that. You wouldn't see it almost. It was like, you couldn't find it yeah. when he was growing up. You know, he was like, it was something that just you would not see. And I find that um, this this porno that you referenced, I just, I feel like it, there's got to be, obviously, there's got to be a demand for them to supply it, which is horrific enough to say. And I feel like it's making... Um, it's it's kind of um, bringing back the whole colonial times, you know, bringing back that question of the taboo of well of slavery itself, um, and what it was acceptable for a, a, a white man or a white plantation owner to do to um, his his slaves because they were <laughs> his fucking property. No fucking comment. But anyway, it was not considered rape. It was not illegal because it was his property. But if a black man did sleep with a white woman back in those days, whether it was consensual or not, this black man could obviously be taken, beaten, castrated, and killed. Well, let me like let me just bring you some context here because this is something that really fucking riles me up. First and foremost, I don't believe in freedom of speech when it comes to you, you know, people fucking using the N word and calling names and insulting. Like that is bullshit. You're fucking wrong. You're a piece of shit. Shut the fuck up. End of. Um, when I was in South Africa, it was this was 2010. This was when I was in. I was traveling around Africa, and um, I was dating. Uh, what you would call an Afrikaans, like an Afrikaner, yeah. Yeah. right? What they would affectionately refer to as the Buru, which are like the farmers. Yeah. And I never felt comfortable using that term because... Yeah, there's some terms like that, they, that they still use in South Africa where outside it's like, whoa, whoa. 
I'm like, no, I don't know. And they were like, no, 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 you can call us that. I'm like, no, I really honestly, guys, I don't feel comfortable. Like, I just, it doesn't feel right. Um, and we met up with one of his friends. And this is 2010. I am still seeing black people sitting on one side and white people sitting on the other. And there, there is a notorious tension. This is in Pretoria. So yes, there's, there's this tension that you can feel. And then this guy just kind of whispers in my ear and he's like, is it true that black people date white people in the U S and I'm like, uh, yeah. You mean people dating people? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Yes, yes, they do. Um, he's like, I would lose my shit if I saw a white woman here dating a black guy. Like, I would honestly fucking lose my shit. Like, I believe that they have rights and everything, but they have no right to white women. It was just the freedom where he said that, that I was like, holy shit, this is real. And then, which this is where I want to link it to porn. My problem with this is, Emmett Till got fucking murdered at the age of 14 for allegedly whistling at a white woman. He was, they had an open casket for him because the mother, bless her soul, wanted everyone to see what white people were doing. And uh, yeah, and it's white people. It's not just like people, no. Whites, people who have always had laws written in favor of, and then to have pornography come in and play on this and hype this up and include the N word. And it's, I just don't find it empowering. No, no. Um, I think it's disturbing to be honest with you. And I would love to talk to somebody who, who disagrees and they're like, no, but like, what if, but, um, I think that with Black Lives Matter uh, and Black Lives Have Always Mattered will always matter. Um, and yeah, they're, they're, people are lucky that Black people don't want revenge. They just want equality. Yeah, that's, that's all I'm that's, And I can't believe we're in the 21st century and we're still fighting about things like this. Basic human yeah. rights. To afford yeah. basic human rights to a human being. And we're still discussing this in the 21st fucking century. And I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? And that's the thing, though. And and let's not even talk about black women who are far more disenfranchised than anyone. And I don't want to make them sound like victims because if there's a motherfucking survivor out there, it's a black woman. Like she, they know how to survive, man. And like again, and it's one of those things that you shouldn't romanticize it because they shouldn't be in that position in, in the, the first, first place. I feel like. Like going back to the to the South Africa story and stuff like that. I mean, I've I've had from when I moved to Geneva, my last year in high school, I did have a few South African friends. And then moving to Cyprus, there's a lot of South African Cypriots um, who left after Mandela became president. Um, and they didn't have obviously afforded they didn't have the privilege, a privilege anymore, let's say, once he came into power. So a lot of them just moved back. And I'm going to have a lot of Cypriots who are going to be like, that's not right. Shut the fuck up. It is right. Anyway, so I'm just like, <laughs> let's be honest, okay? Let's be fucking honest. Anyway, um, but um, there are a lot of words throughout the years. My last year of high school was what? Back in 2000, 2000 I think. I don't even know. 
something yeah. like that. And um, I remember like my, my, my South African friend, I'm not going to name her, um, but I remember she, she was like, yeah, you know, I'm half cast. And I'm like, wait, what? And what? she's like, half cast. <laughs> and I'm like, can you use that word? Because, and she's like, well, that's what we are, Carissa. And I'm just like looking at her and I'm mortified because I'm like, I was taught that you wouldn't use such terminology. And I mean, it's one of those things that you just wouldn't say, you know, and for me, not that I can, I can say it's the same thing as using the N word because it isn't, but I, I feel like it's in that mm -hmm. category. And so I was mortified when she said it. No, it is. And they're just very open about it. Absolutely about it, you know, and there's just certain things like where in the US, it would be like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't use that kind of, I mean, you really wouldn't say that, you know, and in a lot of other parts also, but I feel like in South Africa, they just, they use certain words that are just not appropriate outside of. <laughs> but that's the thing. I, it's interesting because when I was there, I got a quick lesson 101 of Racial tensions. Yeah, well, there it's, um, I mean, mm, yeah. And I mean, things may have changed in the last 10 years. Hopefully they have for the better. I highly, like, doubt, because, sure. uh, I highly doubt because my yeah. friend, my roommate in China, and she went back to, she is South African, um, South African white, I'm going to say. Um, and uh, she had to leave the country because it was getting a little bit too dangerous. Too dangerous for white people. And I'm just like... Listen, I don't know what to tell you at this point. Do I, I feel, uh, do I empathize with you? Nobody likes to leave their country. She was born there. She was raised there. But mm -hmm. at the same time, do I feel bad for you? Y yes, I empathize that you have to leave your home. And I know it's not something that you want to do, but, you know, you, you have a need to leave, you know. Um, but at the same time, I don't feel... You know what I mean? Like I, I it's, a, it's a very interesting. It, it's a complicated situation in the sense that I would never condone racism, period. And you cannot. And this is just a lesson for white people. There is no such thing as reverse racism. There isn't. All right. There, there isn't. Like laws are not built against white people. So whatever it is that they feel about, you know, reverse racism, I hate to tell you that doesn't exist. It's not a real thing. It's kind of like those people claiming that if they wear a mask, they're going to die. I'm like, mm. literally doctors wear the mask for 24 hours sometimes and nothing happens yeah. to them. Just letting you know, but whatever, that's another point. The thing with this is that, like you said, there's something ingrained in the language and it's ingrained in images as well. And that is pornography. Pornography is the language of images. And you see black women beautiful black women that could be models. Why did they end up in pornography? Is it because it's the only fucking venue that they could find their way? Because according to statistics here, um, white women get paid the most, but they get paid the less, the least, sorry, when they sleep with a black man. So if they sleep with another white woman, that's a lot of money, right? If they sleep with white men, that's a lot of money. If there is an interracial uh, lesbian encounter, then that's when they start getting hit financially. Their so pay decreases. They, mm -hmm. 
And, uh, and if they're having sex with uh, a black man, that's when they make the least money. Yeah, I didn't even, okay. It's fucked up. Also, can we just talk about the invisible group? Where are the Asian men or women? Well, the Asian women are fetishized, but I've never seen a porno with an iconic Asian man. You know what I mean? I'm like, looking just... into my memory banks and I'm like, that's true. Where that's are very true. And where, and where are the Latinos, for example? Like, you know, I haven't seen Latinos. Hispanic... I haven't seen the men. Again, it's more the women. The more, the women. There's no, more women, I mean. you know, that are, yeah. In, in So could we, could we perhaps argue that they just want to see the white man fantasize with the but minorities? Again, that's the thing. That- that's going back to what we said originally. Again, that it's a very male-dominated industry. In I mean, who these, whether it be producers or directors, who they are, it is, again, yeah. very, it's male, white male-dominated. It's white male-dominated, the industry. So... You know, this is this is the thing. Um, it, it just goes back to that original thing that it's just a very white male dominated industry. Can you imagine you're working in a porn in the porn industry? And let's say it's you, me. So obviously people can't see me, but I am quite white passing, you know, and um, but I definitely consider myself a person of color, white passing with the benefits of that. And I'm hyper aware of it. But can you imagine, you, me, let's say that we are porn actresses, right? Uh, then we have, let's say, how do we want to call it? Carly, the blonde one. Shauna, whatever. Shauna's going to be making more like money a- than us in a way, I feel, first of all. Well, that's, that's what I mean. Can you imagine, like, and then we have, um, you know, Anna, a beautiful black woman, right? And we're all sitting together. And Trisha, she's Asian. Um can you imagine the conversation, how it goes when I'm like, Hey, how much did you get paid for blah? And then we start comparing paychecks. Uh, guess who's going to be making the most money. Well, it's definitely going to be, what was her name? Anna? Was it the blonde one? <laughs> no, oh, Shauna. Shauna. Sorry. Shauna. Yeah, Shauna was the, sorry, Shauna. Yeah. She, she's definitely going to be making the most out of all of us. I didn't know about this. I knew that the more you did in porn, the more you would get paid. I mean, in the sense of mm. sexually, what you were open yeah. to doing, you know, that you would get yeah. definitely, I didn't know that depending on the race, you know, and. Oh, no, it was that. And also, um, there's this new thing now on Pornhub called Blacked Raw. And it's like. That doesn't even sound, white that doesn't even sound appealing. I don't even know what it is, but it doesn't sound appealing. It, let me explain it to you. It's a bunch of white women getting together, fucking black guys. Okay. That's it. Again, it's this trope, right? Like big penis. And even the advertising for auditioning for them is if you have a big penis, you can audition. And I'm just like, okay. I mean, to each their own. It's the niche, whatever. Um, but then there's like horrific gangbangs yes. and, and, and college, just, like this whole college thing also where I'm just like the parties and the, you know, like I have it with a movie that you, you showed, well, the one that you recommended, the liberated one, the fact that there was a girl who said during spring break in Florida, someone can walk up to you and she looked, this is her words verbatim. This is not me being crass. She's like, and someone sucked yes, my titty. Yes, I remember. Oh, 
Yes. And I'm like, I that person would be fucking yeah. dead. Like, don't fucking touch me <laughs> unless I want to be touched. It's very simple. It's a very simple The thing rule. is that that's the whole thing of what you spoke about, consent and consensual sex. Yeah. I find, like, again, in porn, and even when in porn a woman says no, 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 somehow the guy tries to persuade her otherwise until she says, okay. Do you know, okay, maybe. Or downright forces her. That's what really bothers me. It's like, unless there's like an enthusiastic yes, and it's obvious that it is consensual. Um, because this is what happened with, oh, what was his name? Do you remember Anzari? He's an actor. The master of none guy. Um, where he got accused of sexual assault because he didn't understand the subtle cues that the girl was sending to him. Um, How, this is I'm, what annoys, if somebody says no, whatever, whether it be forceful. No, 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 but apparently in this case, no, really, in this case, apparently it was a situation of she didn't oh. say no. She didn't make it, in his eyes, he's like, I didn't know that this was what was happening. I thought it was consensual. Like you, you agreed to everything. Um, and it is like, it is evidence. Like, and then I, I don't know what happened at the end with her statement, but, um, my thing is, is that we don't educate people about consensual acts. So when they look at porn and it's this like primitive, I need to conquer her shit. It's that's what our men out here think and do. And it's like, Fucking have a conversation with me. Do you want a one night stand? That's great, but we need to agree that it's a one yeah. night stand. We need to agree what we're happy to do and what we'll definitely not do. And you see videos of this. Um, another one that really shocked me was this girl was drunk. So automatically, what you would say is, "Fuck no, I'm not having sex with this person." <laughs> like, well, right? Like that's what a decent yes, human being. But again whether it be through the media or porn itself. And then, so this guy engages in sexual behavior with her, like penetrates her and everything. But he's with another friend who feels like he's entitled to start fingering her and groping her. She's drunk and she's making it clear, physically clear that she's not into him doing that to her. And there's a point where she almost wants to stop. Like, this has gone a bit too far. And then the friend who was having sex with her was like, no, no, don't worry about it. Um, and that was that. And I was like, fuck this. I'm clicking again. I'm out yeah. of here. Like this is, this is horrific and it's there and it looks consensual, but no, it's not fucking no, consensual. No, I, this is, this is the thing. And even in that, in that Netflix liberated, um, yeah, it's just, um, even the way they talk, I mean, there was a certain point where you you can't say like, oh, men are in such a way. It's because it's what they're kind of taught. Whether it be yeah. directly or indirectly, this is what society is teaching them through porn, through even just regular movies, not even porn. Through the mm-hmm. media, a man is supposed to be, and that's how you get toxic masculinity and stuff like that, but it's in the sense of, you're the dominant one. Um, you go out, you conquer. Uh, don't take no for an answer. This is this is one of those things where you're just like, what the yeah. fuck? 
you know, so this is what they're taught. They're taught to be aggressive. And even in that liberated, you see like some of the, and the peer pressure also, but I don't remember what part it was. I think when they were in the, in the room, the two guys and the girl, but they were just talking. Yeah. And I felt we can't, we can't always say because it's not their fault. These men are also victims. I mean, yes, don't get me wrong, but I mean, they have a choice to make, to educate themselves and stuff like that. But it does break your heart because the way they were saying it, they were what, 20, 21, 22, these, these kids, I don't know, they were what? No, they were talking about their experiences when they yeah. were 15. And this is the whole idea of when people say that, um, you know, feminism is a joke. I'm like, feminism also wants yes. to protect men. They, they want to allow, because there's, there's a moment where, and, and before we, we jump in, so the movie Liberated, we have to be very honest. The director is a fundamentalist Christian. Like there was an agenda there. There was something there to, to promote and to push, I think. But that doesn't take away the honesty of the narrative of these kids. And I say kids because they're 20. Oh, they yeah, 20 they're kids. And they were talking about the peer pressure of, it's two British yeah. kids um, about losing their virginity at the age of 15, yeah. 16. And, um, and you can see the regret in one yeah, of Yeah, one of them faces. was close like, to tears, which broke my fuck. I was like, this poor boy did not want this to happen. And even the girl that was there with them was like, why would your friends push you to do this? Like, yeah, why, exactly. did, why is there that pressure? She couldn't even believe it because she's like, what the fuck? You know, why is that there, the pressure? But it's there, you know? And it's like, it, that moment really did break my heart because these two kids are... It's just they're just kids, kids, you know, they're kids and they were pressured. Oh, you, you haven't lost your virginity yet, dude. Go like, you know, I'll get you a girl to like fuck or something. And you're just like, who said that you want to do but that? Don't is. pressure the boy. And there's also but then there's also, again, the language, isn't it? Like, well, you're you're you know, you're a fucking F word. Like you are a pussy. You are such a chick. Like, what do you want? You want to fall in love? I am all for casual sex. Like if that's what you're in for. I don't mean great. Like that's awesome. But you need to be very clear as to what it is that you want and what it is that you need. Um, and then you have also these things being subtly promoted in where it's like, if you are a man, you will fuck as many women. Well, look at the James Bond of the sixties, the more women, the better. I mean, you compare the James yeah. Bond of the 60s and to the James Bond today, he doesn't sleep with as many women. No, because there's also, thankfully, a feminist agenda pushing back. But the thing about the toxic masculinity, I also want to make a point that women are complicit to this. We are. We, we have internalized misogyny. We have internalized it. And we are active participants to this and i think i feel like there's a lot of women that will be like absolutely not and it's like no it's the reality it's what we have we can't say like men are just exposed to like media and we're not because the media shows us the same thing you know what i mean that men are supposed to be like this and you're supposed to you know be the docile one and the one who says yes to everything to everything and the people pleaser kind of thing. You're supposed to have a certain yeah. role. This is your role as a woman, uh, you know, and this is your role as a man. And that's how it is. And even in car, whether you see it also in cartoons, it's from the time that we watch cartoons. 
I mean, we're being sent these messages from a very young age. We're not even talking about teenage years at this point. We're, we're talking about from the time we start watching cartoons, we don't even really understand what the hell's being shown, but we see the images. I feel like, I mean, yeah, that's not even including the LGBTQIA yeah. community. Like, my God, they have been completely oh, yeah. erased like from... Said, because again, this society says, oh, there's only two genders. The fuck there's only two genders. There is not only two genders. You know, this is the whole, you know, it's just, again, we're trying to, we've been force fed so many lies for so long. And then at a certain point, we have to make a, dis we come to like this realization of shit, no, what I've thought my whole life is wrong. I have to unlearn and then relearn, you know, so much. Yeah. And it's exhausting for some people, and that's why they're like, "Fucking, we're not gonna do it." But I get it. I think. I think. Listen, we're all exhausted. We're all tired. We're all kind of trying to figure out our way um, in this very complex world that we have inherited from people who didn't know how the fuck yeah. to handle it. Um, but pornography, again, to bring it back to to porn, we're just barely touching the tip of the iceberg here because. God, there's so much to talk about. Body image, the way that, you know, if you, again, if you are not fuckable, you're not marketable. Um, and it's particularly harsh yes. on women. I'm not saying that men are not put to standards. They are, of course. And now they're starting to feel it. Now they kind of get the idea of what it was like to grow up, you know, in the 80s and the 90s with, you need to look like Kate Moss or otherwise yep. you're not fuckable. Yeah, but I'm not white. Well, mm, then you're not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're not marketable. Um, but it is one of those things, like, if anything, I, I just hope that people listening to this, A, find themselves wondering, why do mm -hmm, I watch mm -hmm. porn? Because they enjoy it. That's great. Like, that's awesome. I would encourage you to look at porn that doesn't seem to be damaging someone on purpose. So if it doesn't look consensual, yeah. don't fucking watch it. Like, <laughs> you know? If you like that idea, like my, my issue here is that there are people who really like this concept of losing control. And I'm like, rape fantasies. Listen, there's a whole, you know, psychology behind that. If that is your fantasy, I mean, I hope that you look into it and explore it and do it safely. But when it's on a porn site that is so public and people don't understand these things, they'll think that it is okay to grab someone and like it was said in Liberated. Yeah, actually, I yeah. I have this uh, this article that I found a really interesting article, but it said actually about um, like they have uh, because viewing porn is an escalating behavior. Like it says, once consumers start yeah. and feel that rush, they often need more hardcore content to reach the same high that they've reached before. And so they did a survey of 1,500 young adult men, and they said that 56% yeah. said their tastes in porn had become increasingly extreme or deviant. Now, what they mean by that, because what I find extreme might not be extreme for someone else. I need to know exactly what extreme yeah. or deviant means, because, you know, for me, I, I don't know, uh, what, what does deviant mean to you and what does it mean to me? It could mean two different things. So I'm not too sure about that. But basically, 56% said that their taste in porn had become increasingly extreme or deviant. So maybe from the soft core stuff, it went on to, I don't know, um, not being consensual, um, 
rape fantasy, any of that kind of stuff, which is it, it is. And even porn stars from the 70s, because it was like the golden age, wasn't it? The 60s, like 1965 to yes. like 1985. It, it was, was like the golden yes. age of pornography. And even now, porn artists will tell you the things that you watch today were the yes. snuff things that people would do, but in like secret, like it was never publicized because it was yeah. a niche. It was for certain people who wanted that kind of shit. And they were asked, well, do you think like it should have been, you know, propagated like this in, in um, you know, the accessibility of it, of just clicking on it. And you have like a plethora of choices and they tend to say, even male porn stars have actually said, no, like that's not even, you. it's not even enjoyable. Like it doesn't look enjoyable. And I'm just like, well, you know, I have a lot of issues with the violence that I see in these porn films. I can't imagine what my, you know, my 14 year old, you know, nephew or, you know, the 16 year old next door is thinking when they watch these things. Also, something that I'm very curious about is to know whether or not teenagers are watching as much porn as people um, make it sound or kind of like, no, I'm not really interested. I'm going to do some TikTok. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> I guess it's I mean, again, it depends on the, their level of curiosity. You know, the, the, basically, sex education is porn today. I mean, there's no, there's, there's the sex education is so lacking that a lot of them just turn to porn. And to talk about the violence yeah. in porn, like 88% of popular porn videos contain violence. 88%. That's disgusting. Just to go into like more statistical data. No, God, I have like this thing where I get off on statistical data. It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> but it says that studies have shown that the majority of our generation and the next generation were exposed to pornography as young as nine or 11 years old. Yeah, I would there agree with that. that yeah, and there's a study that. that showed that 93% of men and 67% of women reported being exposed to hardcore, uh, hardcore porn during adolescence. 93% of men. Like, that is... 7% of women. Again, no. I would agree with that statistic. It's... it's, it's and we're talking that. about... I don't know. It's just... And like you said... I mean, again, we, I don't have access to teenagers. Can't even say my nieces because they're in their 20s now, you know, and stuff like that. So I can't say, like, do you watch, mm -hmm. as, you know, to, to say, like, do you watch as much porn as people are saying that, you know, adoles like adolescents are watching porn? I have no clue, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I found so many fucking articles about so many things like millennials are having less and less sex. And one of the root causes is because of porn. And I'm just like... Personally, in my experience, I'm just too tired. I'm tired. I can't be bothered anymore. <laughs> I'm just like personally, I'm just fucking waiting for Jason Momoa. Like I'm, I'm waiting. If Lisa Bonet wants to be in there as well, I'm fine with that. That's cool. She's beautiful. She's one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my goddamn life. Um, no, but in all seriousness, like I think this concept of linking sex with love is also not beneficial. I think that, you know, you, you can have encounters. My problem is, is when you need pornography to stimulate those encounters, or you think that that is how your real life should pan out. There's no like, emotional no, no, no. connection. That's is a, there? Yeah, It's like, that is a fucking film. It is literally made there. It's staged. Like it's, 
not conducive to a relationship or yeah. an encounter. And you even see this, because um, nobody knows how to talk to each other anymore. Like, that's the thing. Like, long gone are the days where somebody walks up to you and they're like, they start a conversation and they ask you out on a date. I think now it's WhatsApp or, you know, they DM you, they slide into your DMs. And, um, and it's almost offensively simple. Like, it's just like, so like, I think we should get up together and have coffee. And it's like, no. Courtney. Yeah, there is like, none of that. There's nothing like, there is that. There, like you said, court me. They don't. You know, and it's not, and again, it's not to, to propagate the idea that, you know, <laughs> cater yeah. to me please like come on but at the same time it's like dude I'm not gonna get down of my pedestal to come and meet you halfway like no put the effort in if you're really into it I will not have a question about it do you know what I mean like that's the thing whether it's an encounter or whether it's a relationship um and I would just like for people to talk to each other a little bit more before they even engage in sexual behavior. Like, what are you okay with? What are you definitely I think not it's okay like, with? I mean, it's the mature thing um, to do. It's the adult thing to do. It's just down to it. Like, yeah. or don't waste my time. Or don't waste my time. And I think that we've lost the ability of just connecting. And I think that pornography Unfortunately, I don't think pornography's responsibility is to yeah. educate me. I don't. I don't think that that's its role. And I don't. And I think it would be presumptuous to say they need to educate the youth. Unfortunately, though, their mannerisms influence the already heavily misinformed community of kids and even adults. And I think that that's the danger. I think that that is the problem where, you know, if you are a healthy human being and you know how to connect to people, chances are you can look at pornography and be like, okay, that's not real, but that's kind of sexy. That's not real. And that's really fucked up. Um, but if you have no awareness of self, you cannot differentiate that and you cannot distinguish that. Yeah, no, I totally agree. The thing is that we take it from this viewpoint and I think, I don't know, we're saying the way things should be and whatnot. But again, when we're in that mindset of an, uh, a, a 13, 14, 15 year old, I don't think they would see it like that. You know what I mean? They think that this is how it's supposed to be. Like for them, porn is education, you know, even though it isn't, but we know them well, it isn't. Yeah. But for them, it is, you know, they don't have anywhere else to turn to. And to say, well, they can open a book or they can, well, they're not. I mean, you know what I mean? Okay, I'm not, can't generalize all teenagers, obviously. But in the sense of that a lot, just look at porn for that. It is their education. And they believe that this is how men and women should act or men and whatever it is. You know what I mean? Whatever kind of porn they, you know, watch and whatnot. That this is how it's supposed to be. This is how the relationship is supposed to be. Unemotional, unattached. You're the man. You go and conquer you know, kind of thing. And as a woman, I have to yeah. say yes to everything, or I'm going to say no, no, no. But towards the end, you're going to persuade me otherwise. And I'll be like, okay. And that's how it's supposed to be. So for a lot of them, I feel like they see that as education and they have yeah. no one really to turn to. Cause I wouldn't be able to turn to my parents as a teenager. And like I said, like in the beginning, I couldn't talk to my parents about sex. No, and there was a big shame yeah. around pornography as well in the sense of like, well, why are you watching those dirty films? And it's always that connotation because nobody is compartmentalizing things. Like nobody's saying 
there are certain elements of pornography that might make you feel not good about yourself. But there are elements about pornography that could actually empower some of you. Like, let's talk about it. And I think that it all comes down to a lack of addressing things. And I think that, I mean, again, like I said earlier, we have so much to cover with this because I've never seen um, a porn. And again, if your audience has seen it, and I would love to hear their opinion, um, it's just... I've never seen porn films of women actually masturbating and enjoying themselves all on their own, um, like fully enjoying and engaging with themselves. I'm not talking about rubbing one out just for an audience, like just kind of really enjoying their bodies. Um, same with, with dudes. Like I'm sure that there is a niche for masturbation, but even that looks staged and even that looks like, it yes. is for an yeah. audience. And the thing is, again, I think we live in a society yeah. where views count and likes count, you know? So a yeah, lot of things of are going to be staged. Everything I feel is staged. Do you know what I mean? From pictures, from even, and there is actually categories of masturbation. And I mean, in the whole, I think it's in Pornhub. But again, like you said, it's yeah, yeah. amateur, but it's oh, staged. Out. Do you know what I mean? It's like, let's see how many likes and how many views I'm going to get. You know what I mean? Cause that's the society we live in now. I feel like there's nothing natural. Like you said, there's nothing natural anymore. No. And, for, and you know, and we'll talk about this later because I don't think we have the time, but the fact that porn linking to body hair, porn linking mm-hmm. to a certain look, um, if you have tattoos, then you need to do certain things because it goes with your aura if you are a brunette, you need to do certain things because yeah. it fulfills a stereotype. If you are blonde, then you need to do this because blondes are rare and sexy. Like that is that is the power pornography has. And it like let's not forget, pornography is one of the strongest industries in the world. It brings incredible amounts of revenue because definitely know it's a multi billion dollar industry. I don't know exactly. Yeah, the, yeah. The, I don't remember in what documentary I watched, but it said it. And I was just like, or did I say it? <laughs> I don't remember. But it is definitely like a multi-billion dollar industry. And um, I think it was in one of those um, uh, produced by Rashida Jones. Not the Hot Girls Wanted, but one of the after, one of, one of of the other ones afterwards. They said the number and I was like, holy shit, what? Well, as of 2014, this is from Wikipedia, the porn industry uh, was believed to bring in more than $13 billion on a yearly basis in the United States God alone. Damn. 13, oh, that is a That's fuck a ton of money. of money. That is a fuck ton. And that, the thing, I don't know what it's a market for. Like that amount of money... Is there sex trafficking involved? In how do you recruit the girls? Um, do you have connections with the really dark, seedy parts of life? Um, politicians, like it's, it's, it's everywhere, and no, it's def- I mean, there's just because I mean, right now we just had like a a general discussion about porn. We didn't focus on just one thing because we're gonna yeah. have to also. I mean, we're definitely gonna come back and revisit the topic because there's just so much in there. It's so shocking sometimes, but we just like the surface, yeah. you know, of the porn industry itself. Um, 
But yeah, I definitely think we have to revisit the topic. I mean, there's like so much sure. more to talk about. I even, there, there's even an article. Uh, there's this website that's very interesting. And it's called fightthenewdrug.org. And it's a non-religious uh -huh. and non-legislative organization that exists to provide individuals the opportunity to make informed decisions regarding pornography by raising awareness on its harmful effects using only science, facts, and personal accounts. And definitely have to, there's also like this, um, there's this three-part series of a documentary regarding this from their website. But there's so much in there. There were so many other articles. And I'm like, I'm going down a rabbit hole. And I was like, what the hell do I talk yeah. about? You know, because there's just so much. Definitely. For definitely. sure. Well, I'm going to say, I'm going to bring it to the end. Um, but it was like lovely, lovely, lovely to talk to you, like talk about this topic. And we're definitely going to revisit it. Um, whether it be audio or even like via YouTube somehow. Um, so people can, people can put For like sure. um, a face to the name and they'll Oh, okay. This oh, this yeah. one right here. This one. Okay, now I know. Okay, I see. Well, hopefully, I will have my my YouTube channel up and running by the time that that happens. So that'll be great for them to come and visit over because this is the kind of stuff that I want to have and you know make a a safer place for everyone in the sense that you know we all have a lot of questions that we may not feel comfortable asking, and there's this culture of shaming people for not knowing, even though all of us are flying blind. So I'm, I'm looking forward stay to tuned. it. I hope that it's going to be within the next two months. I would say like more towards the fall. Cause then I can have my hot chocolate in hand and talk about these things. and be like, I'm comfortable. Oh, I'm ready. Yes. I'm not sweating buckets. You know what I mean? Cause right now I'm like, <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Also it would be really lovely if you asked, um, if you wanted to ask your uh, audience what area of pornography they would like for us to explore, like, is it, you know, body image? Is it race? Is it, you know, male expectations? Because I think you have a pretty good male audience as well that may not fit into this toxic masculinity, or they actually may be trying not to continue these things. And I think that there's a lot of really good guys out there that are trying their best to navigate a world that wasn't made for them live in this toxic you know kind of culture but they, of course there are good guys you know that's the thing with like when people when you say to someone i'm i'm a feminist and they're just like it's like as if it's a dirty word and it's like no listen i don't hate men yeah. do you know what i mean <laughs> i feel like people associate yeah. that with like hating men and it's like mm, no on the contrary you know what i mean Right. And it's also the fact that I want to hold women accountable as well. I want to hold women accountable for backstabbing other women and for being, you know, the reason why a lot of us cannot move forward is because for some reason, we have this ingrained notion that women cannot be friends. And it's like, we can. no, actually, we can. And behold, the power when we all join together, and we don't put each other down. I think that there's a lot of ego in the feminist movement that I'm not into at all. And I'm like, no, I'm going to hold all of you accountable because it's what I always tell things. like my listeners. I'm like, let me tell you what, whatever the topic that we cover that week or anything, I'm like, check yourselves because I'm guilty of a lot of yeah. these things, you know, and I'm going to be the first one to mm -hmm. say, yes, I have 
objectified men. I have objectified women. I have done this. I have done that. You know, I've said things in the past that I'm not proud of saying or thinking or doing, you know, but you've got to hold yourself accountable. You've got to check yourself regularly and stop, you know, letting the ego get to you and say, no, I'm the perfect human being. Absolutely not. You're not. You're flawed. And that's okay. It's okay to be flawed. It's okay. There's nothing shameful about it, but it's just to get people out of that, you know, out of that whole, I'm ashamed to talk about this. No, no, no. Like I'm trying to create a safe space. And you also via your YouTube channel, you know, you're trying to provide a safe space where people can just listen, talk and tell us their views, their opinions without being shamed about it. My neighbor is looking at me. Say Heidi, hi. Hi. I would have probably flashed him. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was like. Why is my fucking neighbor looking at me? But anyway, the point is I completely agree with you. And I think that, you know, there is no shame in being called out. And there is no shame in being held accountable when it comes from a place of genuine you know, interest in improving the dialogue. And I, that's what I firmly believe in, just having a discussion. I think they're, they're, they're just, it's fear that stops them sometimes, you know, and they don't yeah. want to, I don't know, they just don't, they're just afraid of admitting, listen, I've made this mistake, but it's going to kind of set you free once you do admit it. And it's okay, because we've all made the mistakes. Yeah, and I think that it's up to us to find a way and we need to help each other out. Like it doesn't mean it's not a one size fits all, obviously, but I genuinely believe that the more we have these discussions, the better it is. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure talking to you. It was a pleasure getting to know your audience. Bye. So that was a very special episode with the daughter of Lilith. Super excited because we'll definitely get her on again to the show to go more in depth, um, especially when it comes to body image and porn. There's just so much to talk about. And um, well, we definitely crawled into both your ear holes. Uh, So that's one of many, many surprises in store. Um, With that, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. It's that purple icon. Um, And also to check us out on social media, you can follow us on Instagram. Our family is growing there. We almost have 300 followers. So that's at Beauty Unlocked Podcast. Don't forget to send us an email. And by us, I mean me, myself, and I with show suggestions. Ooh, tongue twister. And anything else that you guys would like to um, hear or listen to, um, any kind of topics, send me an email at beautyunlockedpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to join the Facebook page or the Facebook group at Beauty Unlocked Podcast or The Podcast. Either way, if you type in Beauty Unlocked Podcast, it will come up um, for the group. I'll definitely approve you guys. Last but not least, don't forget to check out Patreon so you guys um, can become members or patrons of the Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash beauty unlocked. There's no podcast in that. Check out the tiers to become part of the Beauty Unlocked family there. Um, I have a whole bunch of content I'm working on. So many surprises. And of course, the daughter of Lilith, once she gets her YouTube channel up, I will put and post the link up on different various the various uh, social media um, accounts that I have because I have so many and I'm conflectulated. With that, don't forget, you guys, 
to love each other, love yourselves, spread some of that sweet, sweet love. I hope you have a lovely weekend and you'll hear from me next Friday. Bye. Wow.